This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Day 7, Mission 7, Smith and Jones. Greetings and welcome back to mission number seven of the Galaxy Wars podcast. We are your host, The Grays, and today we are back to back Doctor Who as we enter season one, episode, or season three, episode one, second season of David. First Ten. season of uh, Freema uh, Agamemnon as uh, Martha, Martha Jones. Martha or, Jones. Yeah, Martha Which Jones. I, I think it's her only season as the heir uh, as a companion. Yeah, I think uh, Billy Piper comes in at season four. No, Billy Piper is gone. Oh, she, she's gone. Yeah, that's why the doctor was sad. But if this is his first season, well, she just left in the... Billy Piper started oh, with Eccleston. that's right. That's came into right. Tenet, and then she's gone. Uh, Martha Freeman. So who became or his... Martha Jones. Who became his... Uh, uh, it wasn't River, right? No. Well, River was around, but she's not like a full-timer. Was, but, it, uh, was it Rory? No, I think it was uh, it was an older lady for a little bit. Mm. I think he bounced around to a bunch of different. Um, it was Agatha Christie <laughs> yeah. who became, or uh, Abby Smith. It was uh, what's her name? She she wound up having uh, a spinoff TV show, not Torchwood. It was a different one uh, with four seasons actually. Mm. So I can't remember what her name. Yeah, was. We'll just say it's Jane Lynch. She was the. She was the from the older series. She was a she was a companion. Uh, you, when, lo- you lost me on older series. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm more of a a newbie to the when Hu- the, the K nine thousand or whatever the dog's name is came into it. She was she owns the dog. Okay, Ace the Bat Dog. So she's it was Bruce Wayne. <laughs> it was Martha Wayne actually, the second Martha that will be in, featured in this Martha. series. Yeah, oh God. She doesn't die in the end, so that's that's a plus in this episode at least. Um, the original it's entitled Smith and Jones, episode number one of season three, and the original air date was ten years ago, March thirty first, two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. It was written by Russell T. Davis, and it was directed by Charlie Palmer, who also directed seven episodes of Doctor Who between two thousand seven and two thousand and seventeen, and as well as numbers of episodes for Agatha Christie, Downton Abbey, yeah, uh, and, so many um, other British shows. Yeah, he also did another show, which looks like it's really good, is uh, Perot. Okay. Um, the, the life story of Ross Perot? No, it's a, it's Agatha Christie's um, Perot, 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 I don't know. But it, it she, he's like, Perot's like a detective like Sherlock Holmes. Okay. There's like a bunch of books Agatha Christie wrote. Okay. 300 years ago. I think it would have been cooler if it was the story of Ross Perot <laughs> and if Amanda Bynes played Ross Perot from her back in her days at the uh, all that. But we will we will get right into our episode. Well, no, we won't. Let's talk about David Tennant for a minute. All right. where, where do you stand on David Tennant? like him a lot. Probably my favorite. Yeah. I, I think he's most people's favorite. Yeah, new. he's very eccentric. Yeah. And uh, he, he plays these wild mood swings really well. Yeah. Do you think that he's the most accomplished of the, the current doctors? Yeah, unfortunately, I think he is. Not unfortunate. I mean, it's good for him, but I think it's unfortunate for everybody else. But, yeah. Yeah. but he, I mean, he's been in a lot of American productions. Mm-hmm. And, and I, He was I, in Broadchurch, this, uh, and another BBC he's production. He's going to be coming back for... Um, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. So. And, and he made that series for me, honestly. Right. Well, it, yeah, I mean, his, his character was uh, Purple Man, right? Yep. 
was really good. So one of the best comic book names, Zedediah Kilgrave. <laughs> so that's a badass name. But I I like him a lot too. I you know you talked about the the swag of uh, Capaldi. Yeah. I'm more of a David Tennant type of guy. Okay. I like the the suits with the chucks. I know, <laughs> I know you're not a shoe guy, but I, I really no. like. I thought the chucks, especially he wore the the ox blood ones, the, the maroon <laughs> ones. They're really really cool. We saw them at my part time job. So, for our listeners who this may be the first episode, welcome number one. But two, this is our third Doctor Who episode out of seven missions. Yeah. So we are um, we're pretty Whovian strong in this in this uh, realm of galaxies. And and uh, despite being called Galaxy Wars, really really didn't venture that much into space. No, just uh, just next door. But with this one, we talked our first episode. We talked about um, the American Doctor. Yeah. And we thought it was gonna be like Will Smith or you know uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I could see them wearing Jordans <laughs> in the Doctor Who. I, I feel like that's what they would wear. Yeah, Will Smith would wear Jordans. Yeah, it would, and it would be it would match his suits. It would be or he wear like a Adidas tracksuit. Or it would have to be if he wore Jordan if there was suit. a Doctor wearing an Adidas tracksuit, a velour Adidas tracksuit. I would watch it. I don't like pants or long sleeves or shoes, but I would love to wear like like when I get older and I can't handle temperatures, I'd like to wear a tracksuit. So you're going to be like James Gandolfini in real life before <laughs> yeah. you die, just velour tracksuit, just Everywhere. trapping the sweat in like you're just a stylish sponge. Yep, and I'll I'll carry a fat tail, you know, fat guys that carry a tail. Oh yeah, they wipe them. <laughs> DJ Khaled tail. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. You got to have like a nice little rat tail in the back too. All I right. think that would. That would I'm make... going bald, so I mean, you can make a rat tail. <laughs> really not selling myself. That's why I do podcasts yeah. and not YouTube. <laughs> well, we saw our YouTube video <laughs> and it a uh, whopping twelve views. So congratulations to us. But let's get to the episode. We have a cult, we have a city opening uh, in London. I'm assuming it's London. It doesn't give us our marker, but I'm assuming this takes place yeah. in London, and. Yeah, they what, don't dumb it down for you. Yeah. The first thing that caught my eye on this was Sunshine by Arrested Development was playing <laughs> in the background. I was like, as soon as I heard some old school hip hop, I was like, all right, this is, this is okay. I'm, I'm good for this. This was a good episode. But that's where we meet Martha. And she is uh, Fima Ajiman. Uh, Agamemnon. Fima, I think it's Agamemnon. Agamemnon. I- we'll call her that. We'll just call her Fima. And the only thing that I've ever heard that she was in that's uh, kind of current is that Sense 8 show on okay. Netflix and I think she's one of the main stars okay yeah I did see it here yeah yeah I don't really know much about her yeah um, easy, like a, easy she, on the eyes yeah uh, it's, it's nice to have you know and that's a thing is I, I think I even wrote down my notes it's like yeah they don't really or no we talked about a little bit mentioned it last week but they don't ever get um, ugly uh, uh, companions no. like you know even though there's never really a romantic relationship between any of them yeah. it's like they want to make it as easy as possible for you to so what pay you're, attention so what you're saying openly is that you find Matt Lucas attractive <laughs> because he's part companion from what I'm getting out of this whole Capaldi thing <laughs> he's half doctor too but maybe yeah, maybe yeah, I mean maybe Tweedledee Tweedledum if in a, could change things in an alternate universe Tom that's your uh, that's your go to you know what they say you got to be attractive personality. Yeah. He's got a lot of personality. Certainly so. got some personality. He's not only just sexy, so <laughs> he's very effective. But Martha, FEMA, um, 
seems to be, in my mind, she seems to be the go-between between the family because we see her on her Boost mobile cell phone. Yeah, she's busy. Yeah, she's... <laughs> it's a, it's, a it's, just, it's just chirping. Razor. It's just... The whole thing <laughs> is just chirping from uh, her sister who caught my eye because that's Gugu Mabatha Raw. Yeah. And, and did you see the mom's name? No. Well, the mom's name is uh, Adoja okay. and Doa. Nice. So. Um, Gugu was in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, really? She played Pum- Plumette. Okay. I believe that's the duster. Okay. I've never seen... i never... Well, I, I can't remember the cartoon. I don't know anything about the live action. Oh, the new one's pretty pretty good. Pretty good flick. But she's on her Boost mobile phone, and her sister calls her, her mom calls her, her dad calls her, and they're all talking about their brother's... And the 20- brother called... Or, yeah, I think he called, too. Yeah. yeah, he called, too, because he was saying, it's my 21st birthday, and... Dad's going to bring Annalise and, you know. Who's younger than Martha. Yeah, Annalise sucks. Like, she, <laughs> you know she sucks. Um, but she's also a gold digger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that that ugly man and that crusty old woman had two very attractive daughters. Well, you know. Because they were super pretty. And yeah. mom looks like she's had some time. My well, mom's an older woman. Yeah, ever, I mean, let's let's see what Anjoa has done. Like, how old Anjoa do you think? Uh, all right, I'll like, ask you. I'm thinking like you 70, guess. Uh, how old Anjoa? Seventy-two. Wow. Uh, she was born in 1963. So. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. All right. Well, that's where I'm at right now. But so we meet Annalise um, in the the court uh, the convertible, begging daddy to kiss her. What is um. They, the English people, Das English, they have a, uh, they have like a, a, like a, uh, a Fifth Avenue type thing where all the, like, and they have like a reality show where it's like, you know, now we have Housewives of yeah. Plug In City here. Yeah. They have it, like a same kind of thing, but it's like a, a section, a shopping section, because England's the size of like one of our states. So I think she's like one of those girls because it's all like fake tans and yeah, and Cockney accents and stuff like that. Yeah, Corvettes, so. and she. Yeah, you and can tell that she was like, she worked on a shipyard before she <laughs> met this man, and immediately he was like, "Oh, this this chick's pretty cute. I'm going to divorce my wife, and I'm going to take this young chick, yeah. I, and I'm going to throw her in there." I don't want to get too hung up on the yeah, because, dynamic of of uh, the Jones family backstory, but but that seems to be pretty important in the beginning <laughs> and towards the end. But we'll we'll digress. After we see Annalise kissing. Papa Jones. Right. We see the doctor. And then she's like, take me shopping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, we're still yeah. digging too deep in. <laughs> we, find, we meet the doctor, David Tennant. He's walking the streets. He takes off his tie in front of Martha so she's able to like to notice him. Right. Makes it quite obviously that he's trying to get her attention. Yeah. And then he disappears. Which, um, I won't give anything away, but as of right now in this watching and telling, we have no idea what that means. Yes. And Martha goes to work as a nurse at the RTH. Well, she's a doctor. But she's a student, right? Yeah, but she's... A, she's okay, she's on a residency? Yeah, she's going to be a real doctor. Not the doctor, but okay. a doctor. Yeah, this, this is going to be a medically heavy doctor versus doctor <laughs> kind of episode because there are multiple doctors to be uh, discussed. All right, so she's a doctor in training at the RTH in London. And we see her like getting changed, or not getting changed, putting on her, yeah. her lab coat or her coat in general. All she and, does is take a coat off and put yeah. another coat on. Don't get like, there's no, yeah, there's no locker rooms. Yeah, this, is not, uh, <laughs> not, this is safe for work, guys. So we realize that she has an electrical charge after bumping into right, this right. man who draws no 
like attention. He's a, the biker. Yeah, leather from the head, head to, to toe, toe, wearing this black on black motorcycle helmet. Yeah. She bumps into him, looks at him like oh, that guy's kind of strange, and goes about her business. Like not even she. She didn't even say like, she said something to him, and he ignored her. Yeah. Like what's going on in England that this is okay? Yeah. Like nowadays. That guy's on the ground being tased, if not shot, <laughs> if he walks into a hospital dressed like that. So she has electrical charge on the locker. And then we go yeah, to... Yeah, like uh, rub your feet on the rug too Yeah, far Yeah, a little static shock. But this is like a blatant like... Yeah. Yeah, like electro from Spider-Man kind of and, shock. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll say it now so I don't forget later. But the her boss is basically like, oh, it's because we've been having these lightning storms. Now, I... I don't even... I didn't know lightning storms caused... Yeah. Like, we have lightning storms all the time, and I've never shocked anybody because it was... So, I, all right, whatever. And let's talk about the, the the main doctor. He sucks. He's an asshole. And he gives... He's a huge asshole. And he gives a... First of all, he's in a suit. I've never been to a hospital where the doctor shows up in a tux. Well, that was uh, later on, our, our main baddie calls him Mr. And yeah. I think uh, even... Freema, uh, what's he a teacher? Martha, I think she. I think he just is like. I think he runs the hospital. Well, he sucks. so I guess there must be a point. Now this is in England, I guess. This, look, all I get all my medical information from the show House. I get all mine from WebMD. Okay, so every time I have a so sniffle, apparently I have once I guess once he steps out of the doctoring role into an administrative role, he becomes Mister, not Doctor. So Mister Doctor. Well, he's Mister. I okay. think Stoker, right? Yeah, Mister Stoker, and he Mister Stoker. Dr. Stoker, whatever you want to call nice. him, he blows. And he gives the entire history of salt after right. they, they break down Mrs. Finnegan, who has a salt deficiency, and she's only been eating salad. Well, he calls, like, he's like, well, you know, all these other, you know, he does a thing where, like, he asks all the students, why don't you tell me what's wrong with her? Why don't you come up with a diagnosis? Yeah. And then... At the end, he's like, you're all wrong. And he tells them what, what's really wrong with her. Yeah, and you know that they're scared to yeah. death. And he's like, it's, it's because I've been treating her for three weeks. Yeah. Well, what, did you, what was your original diagnosis, you idiot? Yeah. Like, you calling these kids out. Oh, did you eat salad yesterday, the day before? Yeah. So salad, give, if, you eat, if you're vegetarian, make sure you put salt on your salad so you don't wind up like uh, Mrs. Uh, Finnegan in the hospital. So you have to see Mr. Stoker. I'd kill myself in that hospital <laughs> if I saw him. He's such a dick. So we go to the history of the assault, and then two more bikers appear. Like yeah. another biker appears, yeah. leather bound, stupid helmet, and you're like, oh, it, well, at least for me, I don't know if anyone else was like this, but I feel like they're they're gonna pull out Mac tens and start shooting everybody. <laughs> it I felt feel like, like it. I feel like this is an active shooter situation in the <laughs> hospital, and everybody needs to get down. But they just go about their business. They're just walking around as do the patients and the nurses and the, you know, everybody else. They just walk past these guys, not batting an eye, just saying, okay. Nah, right, not at all. There. Not even like a phased by like, whatever. Just two dudes in black leather, head to toe. Yeah. And then they go to, all right. So the, the group of doctors and Mr. Stoker go to John Smith, who is David Tennant, the doctor. Right. And... They go for the heart. They make sure that the heart's beating and he has multiple heartbeats all over his body. She says he has cramps. Um, uh, Martha says he has cramps, right? Stomach cramps or something like that. And then there's a snotty remark from Mr. Stoker. And then this Indian doctor or student yeah. pulls her away. They're they're discussing stuff. And then there's a whole big thing about rain. Tish Jones comes around the corner. She's on the phone with Martha. Martha's on the phone talking. To That's, well, Tish Jones is out on the street. Lady yeah. on the street. And then she's like, it's raining 
Only on your building. Yeah, she only says it. Only on the hospital. Says it's like a cartoon with a man with a cloud above his head. Yeah. And uh, the the Indian doctor. I'm, I'm hoping she's Indian. We'll say it. The Indian doctor says, you know, Venita Rishi. Okay. Yeah. The Indian doctor points to the rain and says, you have to see the rain. And Tish is telling Martha that she has to see the rain. And she's like, what is going on about this bloody rain? And the rain's going upside, upwards. So yeah, yeah, I think the doctor says... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's the doctor It says it's raining. Um, it's raining upside down. Which, spoiler, he just says it's a thing that happens. Like, he never really... I was kind of let down that he never really gets into... No, he said, he said why it happened. But he says it's just because of those guys. Yeah. He doesn't say... It's because they reverse a thing or yeah. anything like that. Which just, I can't wait to discuss those guys because yeah. they were they were pretty interesting. Um, so Martha points out. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Let's get. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. And then the, they notice the rain, and immediately they're like, "It's it's nighttime." So it went from noon to midnight essentially. Right. They look out the window, and Martha says, "We are on the bloody moon." And Galaxy Wars listeners, we are in space. We are. In space. For the second time a, out of seven missions. A whopping <laughs> on the moon. Yes. That's we, what we get here. We are in Earth's backyard, and we are just wondering. And where, spaceships on the moon. Yep. Yeah, and aliens. And, well, yeah. We got a Galaxy Wars trifecta. There's always aliens. thing is, like, really haven't spent a lot of time in space. And I, I'm grasping at straws for space, so I'm, I'm, I'm allowing this because I really want to go into space. Well, we had, what? Is this the second episode? Yeah. Where we officially are on another yeah. celestial body? Yeah, we'll, we'll say that. Okay, so two episodes on a whopping two of seven. So <laughs> we're, we're not quite there. Well, out of whatever we got, over 50 shows that primarily take place in space. Yeah, we probably have a good thousand episodes of <laughs> galaxies that we can explore. And our first seven have been... <laughs> Not, space not, light yeah, yeah space light that should be our new uh name it's the space light <laughs> podcast but you realize that martha is not only attractive not only a doctor in training but she's able to have some common sense a little bit because yeah. she points out that they haven't if they're if breathing they, yeah the, um... they're breathing in the the hospital and the windows aren't airtight because another air maybe the out. indian doctor the indian doctor is kind of I hate to keep calling her the end. Her name is Julia Swales, okay. but in the, in the show it's Julia Swales. All right, so, so Julia. Julia. She goes, don't open them, we'll all die. And she's like, these aren't airtight windows. Yeah, those are just regular windows. Those windows didn't look like they were watertight. We're not watertight. a submarine, so she's... And Julia Swales, or Julia, is kind of like... She's the damsel... She doesn't have a huge part. They just keep flashing to her yeah, whenever they need a, a like an emotional. Like, she's practically useless. Yeah, whenever they need like an emotional look. Yeah, because she's not talking. She, this is the I think the last line she has is "Don't open the windows." It might be her claim to fame. It Don't open the windows. It's like we need a bigger boat. <laughs> and the thing that we didn't touch on is that everybody in the hospital does not remain calm. Nobody's no. even telling them to remain calm. They are just all freaking out. It's chaos. And Martha's the only one who's kind of calm and says, the air would have been sucked out if we already. So there's got to be something going on. And that's when it catches uh, the doctor's eyes. And Tenet's like, I knew you were smart. That's a great answer or right, great, great right. statement. And all of a sudden, you know, they're like, we need to figure this out. Three spaceships come out and a military force comes out that we find out are called the Jatoon. Jadoon. 
Yeah. J- J- uh, J-U-T-O-O-N. No, no, no. It's Judoon. J-U-D-O-O-N. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know, that's where I, I, I looked at on Wikipedia, which I got, let us down last time. But yeah, I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. And it's got the IMDb X-Ray. Oh. Which is... Have you ever used that before? No. It's pretty awesome. Oh, you, you know what? I think I have It just one, shows uh, you who's... Guardians. In, yeah, who's in the scene. It has references. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. all. It's yeah, it great cool. for podcasting if you're doing something along those lines. But we copyrighted it because we are using it. Right. So, so yeah. That, that's how it works, right? You just say things? Yeah, just say it. And then... It's cool. It'll be on the internet forever, so whatever's on the internet is true. Martha and Tenet uh, have a discussion where Martha says... You know, who are you? He says he's a doctor. You're not a doctor. You won't be, I won't call you doctor until you earn it. You earn yeah. it, yeah. And she also references the Cybermen and spaceships and so, aliens. So, yeah, we're apparently post something. Post, yeah. uh, I think the Christmas episode was uh, the Cybermen attacks. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I think everybody was kind of reintroduced to the fact that we're not alone. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what Martha said. Like she said, a, a year ago, I would have told you, right? It was just we're dreaming this, but now with the Cybermen attacks and the spaceships and the aliens landing everywhere, I don't know what to believe anymore. And she immediately said, "It has to be ex- extraterrestrials." And boom, Jadun ships come down. They come out. They have some awesome armor. I wanted to see more. I was like, they, "The armor looks like it would conceal a Pac-Man." Yes, and, and put feet on them. But it didn't look like they could see at all. Nope. There, there were no isolates. Didn't look like they could breathe. It's like if you buy a turtle and just throw it in a box and close the box. You can't breathe. But Mrs. Finnegan, we go back to Mrs. Finnegan in Mr. Stoker's office. And Mrs. Finnegan... She's been acting uh, like weird. out of touch. Yeah, she's kind of weird. Like she has like yeah. a little onset dementia. Like she doesn't care. The f- Like she saw that they're on a moon and doesn't care. Yeah, she's... She's also one of the only ones that are remaining calm. So, but we're led to believe she's, you know, yeah, dementia or something wrong with her. So yeah. we don't know. I would say that why she, she, why she's not flipping out. Yeah, and she's the third person that I recognized in this show. Oh, really? I recognized Tenet, Gugu, and her name's Annie Reed, and she was in Hot Fuzz. Oh, so I remember, she was like okay. One, yeah, she was one of those like nasty like neighbors, and you know, I'll tell you who I recognize when we get to him in a second. Okay, but, um, so. She, Mrs. Finnegan is, remember, she's the one with the salt deficiency. She and I, okay. only eats salads. Right. She meets with the doctor. It's really weird. And then she whips out a bendy She meets straw. with Mr. Dr. Stoker. Yeah, Mr. Dr. Stoker. For, for, uh, <laughs> not first the name. doctor, yeah. not a doctor, but Mr. Doctor. I love it. I love it. That's <laughs> perfect how we should announce him. Uh, so she meets with him. It's a really weird indent, uh, like conversation between the two. And that's when we find out that she's truly the, the enemy because, uh, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey come in. Yeah. And they're all le- leathered up with their helmets and, you know, for safety. I have her written down as a, um, like a space salt vampire. Is okay. That, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know at this point what's going on and what she is. So. Yeah. She kind of actually was like, oh, I need the blood, the fatty, you know, the fats and the acids. And, yeah, and I was thinking she was going to turn into like a spiral-like creature. All right. And then, anything and could happen at this point. She had these little leather, you yeah, know, the leather you know, BDSM oh, kind she of She says, drones. these are my boys. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, okay, she's a crazy space yeah. woman, space hillbilly with her BDSM kids. And they're just coming up here and there's going to be some weird stuff going on. Ball I'll, gags, uh, I think. Um, preacher, sort of. Yeah. With the, the family. Yeah, it was going to get real creepy. But... 
it gets real weird and real kind of campy when she whips out a bendy straw that I can buy at a dollar store <laughs> and says, it's time. Well, she doesn't say this, but in my mind, she said, it's time for some sucking. <laughs> and what does well, she Well, this is I thought she might. She, oh, okay. Well, she's a salt vampire. Yeah, makes, and that's the only thing that makes sense. She absolutely sucks up Mr. Stoker. <laughs> she puts that straw in his neck behind his desk and kills him. <laughs> and at this moment, I have no sympathy. No, I was upset. He was the, unlikable from the beginning. I was upset the last episode when the K. Ferris died. No idea. Nope. Like I did not cry. I, well, I didn't cry when the K. Ferris died. <laughs> I wasn't like, oh man, that's a shame. I wish Mr. Stoker made it. I was like, okay, I hated there that guy. There are really no redeemable characters in this uh, no, whole thing. Not at all. And I was like, yeah, you're done. I hate you. And because, like, like we said, um, Julia. Yeah. She's kind of like a whiny character. Yep. Uh, this Mr. Stoker doctor. He sucks. There's another doctor that we're introduced to. Oh, yeah. What was his name? Uh, uh, Morgan Stern. Yeah, Morgan, Morgan Stern. Stern. Cyrus Morgan Stern. He sucks, too. Yeah. Oh, he's just... He's one of the firefighters. I can't remember the names, but he's like a firefighter who sets... He has a hero complex, so he's like a firefighter who goes and sets fires. Yeah. And will be the first one to put it out and claim for... He wants all the well, glory. Well, we'll get into his story once we yeah. get into yeah, a little he, bit more he, meat of the, the, he, the, the episode. He sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are really no... Even Freema, uh, Martha Jones kind of sucks in this. Like, she's bland. Yeah, but, and she's kind okay. of just more like, okay, you're attractive. We're going to introduce, set you up as like a potential love interest for people who've never seen the show right. before. And that's... Your buffer between Billy Piper, who everybody loved. Yeah. You know, it's everybody, one of everybody's, Amy Pond and Billy Piper. Yeah. They're and, the only, like, honestly, they're the only two that I may know. Right. Um, I didn't know Fema. I, well, I'm, we'll call her Martha because that's her name. Didn't know Martha, and I will still continue to forget Bill because <laughs> I'm not a fan of Bill. I knew Rory from from Legends of Tomorrow because right. that, that was his backlog, and I've uh, talked about him on my other podcast. But Mrs. Finnegan says that she needs fire in her veins. Yeah. And I was waiting for like a Baptist gospel choir <laughs> to show up, and she's like, just uh, go and break into a song. But she pulls out a straw, sucks up the doctor, and the Jatoon leader takes off his helmet yep. and then I'm, I'm like captivated because Rocksteady from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is now in the Doctor A Who better Rocksteady than we've ever gotten before. Yeah, he was, th- this rhinoceros prosthetic was amazing. Yeah. It was really believable. It was really cool and I was, and then it starts like wrapping its orders. It sounded like it was like doing like a space wrap. Yeah, well that's the, uh, you know, that, it, it has to like learn how to speak English. So That was honestly, out of this whole episode, this next trend, like this next event, was the coolest part of the episode. That's the guy I recognized. Oddly enough, his name is Paul Casey. Okay, the guy that's in it. Like he's done tons of like he does like Doug Jones level of monster. Work. I was just gonna say, is he the British Doug Jones? Yeah, he's done. I don't know. I'd say twenty five episodes of Doctor Who, okay. Torchwood, Sarah Jane Adventures are the uh, the other uh, uh, a spinoff. Okay. Um, that we were mentioning movies everything uh, but he's always always a um a creature a creature so and listen if you can he make was in that... uh, he was in rogue one he played uh one of the uh admiral who's the squids what are uh, admiral akbar well he's not admiral akbar he but was he's, the, he's another admiral uh, ravish yeah he's the one that rams the uh yeah the leader yeah oh that's awesome I, I would love to get into that work. I feel like I could. I could do some good voices. The tall, lanky. Yeah, I mean. I'd be Abe Sapien Jr. I could be Chewy. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm not 11 feet tall like Peter Mayhew, but I could be a Junior Chewy, Baby Chew. Uh, what is his name? It was Baby Chewy. There is a Wicket. 
Lobaka. Uh, I'm just going to call him, well, yeah, that's, you know, Lobaka. <laughs> they got yeah, real creative I guess, with yeah, that. I guess it wasn't that creative once you say it out loud. And, and he rides a low rider. <laughs> oh, I'm here for dad jokes. But honestly, this is the coolest part for me is the cool tech that the Jatoon work with, where they're scanning the humans to make sure yeah. that they are, in fact, humans. But they also stand this Mortenstern guy and they acquire English. They acquire how to greet a human. Yeah, by scanning them, letting them talk a little bit. And it was really cool. Yeah. And I'm like, these guys, kind I like It reminded me like the Babblefish from um, uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Okay. They kind of like yeah. just talk a little bit and we'll, you know, we'll get all the info we need. And it really saves you time from thinking how these guys attain all of this. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, they just get it and they show you how they're getting it and you go, okay, well, it sounds good to me. And I liked it. I liked it a lot because the Jatoon have been my favorite creatures that we've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they're they definitely um, maybe most well done. Yeah. Their mounts moved well. I mean, it's all yeah, it puppetry. Ki- it kind of looked like, like a some- practical puppetry and they looked really good. It looked like something out of Luke Besson movie. Yeah. Like Fifth Element esque, where yeah. like it's great prosthetics for T V work. So I really I really Well that's like a, you you know, we said it the last two time, like episodes we've seen. You could depend on Doctor Who for having for a TV show having great practical effects. It's yeah. not a lot of CGI. And the three that we've watched thus far have been some of my favorite episodes just because they do give you that, that galaxy like element because you're not just dealing with humans that or you're not dealing with christina hendrix right you know what i mean you're not dealing with guys with no well, that's eyes that's the thing like okay it's sewed up standalone if we weren't doing a podcast about going into different galaxies this would be you know whatever but i mean he is kind of a protector of earth yeah so that's kind of his job that he yeah. the role he plays the doctor that is so it is it's kind of cool like a lot of episodes Aliens come to Earth and try to take yeah. for whatever reason. Some of it's just you. You. Uh, I, we talked about this on your your other podcast, like the Active Geek Podcast, anywhere yeah. podcasts are streamed. Good job. Thanks. When, like, if aliens ever come here, they could be like us. Yeah. And these aliens aren't like crazy, like advanced. They're just kind of like they're vengeful. Yep. They're pissed off. They hate the Doctor. He loves the Earth, so they're gonna blow up the Earth. To- Piss off the doctor. The Mrs. Finnegan looks like Mrs. Jones down the street. Right. You know, so the nosy it, it is kind of like if, if you're these these aliens are always they're not good. Yeah. They're kind of you know cranky assholes. And that's what he, he even the doctor says. The Jadoon are just thugs. Yeah. He he refers to them as um, well, I wrote it down. Uh, they're intergalactic space police, but he referred to them as as just yeah. They're like higher, mercenary thugs. Higher thugs. Yeah. And you made a... But they a, do have, like, a code of honor. That yeah. They, or, well, a code. Not honorable, but it is yeah. a code that they follow. And they're very militant, very yeah. police-like. And you make a really good point about the aliens that could just look like humans. And in the show, at this moment, this is when the doctor reveals to Martha, I'm not human. Mm-hmm. Because they're scanning everyone, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a problem. Because they're going to get to the doctor, scan him, and he's not going to be human. And which they do, they get to him, they scan him, he's not human, and then a chase ensues. And they're trying to vaporize him. And they get to, they're scanning everybody, and Morton Stern is... They're looking for the alien. Yeah. An an alien that they know is in a building that they committed a crime. So they're looking for anybody that's not human. And at this point, you and I know who it is. 
because we're we're watching this transpire. But nobody else in the show knows who this is because right. they haven't found Doctor Stoker yet. So they're walking through all the the hallways of the hospital, Jadoon, and Morton Stern's telling everybody, "Be calm. They just want to scan you." And this jerk comes out of nowhere with a vase. I don't know where he found this vase of flower. Well, he's a hospital, so he found this old pottery vase, smashes it over the Jadoon, and right. boom, va- vaporized. And, and I thought that was a cool scene. It just it's like a Judge Dredd kind of thing. I wrote that down too. Rhino yeah. Judge Dredds. <laughs> because he explains. He's like... We don't share notes before that. No, not at all. <laughs> he, he says like uh, crime, offense, assault, yeah. penalty, death. Yeah. And or execution. Big... And they vaporize him. And he says the, the most metal thing we've had so far <laughs> in any episode or every, any mission we've had, Justice is Swift. <laughs> like that would be an album title for... A metal band. And here I think. we see uh, Morgan Stern. We don't actually get his name until the end, but it, uh, this guy is. I think this is the first time we see him, right? Yeah. Or no, we seen him before, but this is the first time he really like. He's such a pussy. Yeah. Like. Yeah. He's like, everybody, calm down. Let's just do what they say. Let's do everything they say. Yeah. He walks up to this giant rhinoceros and he's like, "I'm the leader of Earth. Yeah. Um, he, we're here to help you. We'll do anything you say. Just don't kill us. Yeah. Make your tr- your make your stay here easy or something like that. Like I guess he's got a good bedside manner yeah, for what, a doctor. Yeah. But. What's he, he gonna pamper him? Give him massages? Yeah. Hook him up with some maybe some Kinkos uh, free copies and like some <laughs> you know Wendy's reward cards. But you know he, but he, he's, he, he's a douchebag. He, I guess you know maybe they're trying to. He leaves a bad taste in your mouth too. Like from this point on, you're just like, I don't like him. Yeah, pretty much the supporting cast sucks. Yeah, uh, I this like, is the worst hospital. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm, you want to go to London? We <laughs> talked about that earlier. Please to God, do not go to RTH because you will get. Oh, you have stomach cramps. Have you been eating salads all day? <laughs> and you'll have somebody tell you about salt. Doctor Mister Stoker yeah. says it's salt. Well, you're not going to have to deal with Doctor <laughs> Mister Stoker because we find out that there's a non. Well, we we knew, but we find out as viewers that there's a non-human-like creature, and it's Mrs. Finnegan. Finnegan. Because they find uh, the old doctor, Mister Doctor Stoker. Uh, Stoker. They find him <laughs> dead, grayscale, gray yeah. skin. Uh, with a puncture, one puncture wound into his neck. A straw. Which, yeah, which we know is a dollar store bendy straw. But we'll get to what we talked about, the, the whole swag thing. I wrote down that I really like doc, the doctor's outfit. This is another <laughs> moment where I'm like, I like his outfit because it's those chucks again. Um, but Martha and the doctor then run into BDSM kid number one because he is now found out to be after being vaporized that he is a solid leather slab yeah pretty much a higher drone they're called slabs yep and they are made of leather doctor the doctor's uh, quote is leather all the way through uh and that's that's right after he kills him yeah and he says somebody has a hell of a fetish yeah because <laughs> like oh my god well, he uh the doctor's cool we get to see this the sonic screwdriver here yeah and he turns the he goes into the x-ray tech room uh turns the radiation up to five thousand percent plus five thousand yeah. percent and the doctor's able to absorb the radiation a little campy yeah scene where he's like oh, i can absorb it i gotta expel it yeah and he's shaking it out his left he's shoe. like oh it's in my shoe takes a shoe off he's like i like these sho-. or he's like i can't walk around with one shoe he said, takes the other shoe off barefoot on the moon yeah, very barefoot on the moon, and so we have this whole. The screwdriver is after he uh, kills the this lab. The screwdriver's fried, 
Is this where he, yeah, I guess yeah, this because, is where he fries the screwdriver. Yeah, it is broken later on, but yeah, I didn't we, know where he... He, uh, he fried it after the slab, but we had seen the screwdriver before when he's in the computer just... Nothing was wired in. Like, they had wires... They are, they're in. They're on the moon, yeah. and he's tapping away on a computer. And yeah, he's, like, shaking the, shaking the the monitor. And like, he's are you trying down. to get an internet connection? Yeah, like. and the Jatoon, apparently, not only are they awesome police rhinos, but they have an IT department that is anonymous level. Right. Because they just they firewalled leak, everything. Yeah, they, 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 they... Like, what was he expecting now? Yeah, I, the Jatoon have the best Wi-Fi <laughs> ever, because their ships are just... They're balls to the wall strong. But... We realized that Mrs. Finnegan is an internal shapeshifter known well, as doctor, a plasmavore. The, yeah, the doctor says plasmavore. Awesome name. Yeah, which, okay, I, I guess she eats plasma. I it guess. makes absolute sense on how she kills her victims. Right, and uh, she's an internal shape changer. Yeah, that's so that's, that's a scary cool. thing. She can assimilate. Yeah, she assimilates. Yeah. She sucks your blood yeah. and turns into whatever you are, right. but still remains the old lady-like figure which is also pretty cool so she could eat a deer and have deer like she registers metabolism speed stuff like that Uh, i don't know that's pretty cool yeah but then we find out you know we don't find out but um the jadoon find out that the doctor is not human and they pursue uh finnegan is going to kill everybody via an mri machine yep an mri machine she Plugged a couple extension cords into, and it's going crazy. And it's pretty easy to understand what's going on because there are operation manuals for every machine yeah. there. Because well, no, uh, okay. Martha found out. Well, I didn't write them. It's two hundred fifty thousand miles is is the um, the range of the bomb, like the MRI bomb yeah. she's trying to make. So that's like since we're on the moon, it's all the ships, everybody in that the, and she says she's going to be protected. Somewhere. Yeah, she wants the ship. That's yeah. the whole thing. It's going to vaporize everything. Yeah. The ships and that half she the wants. Earth. It'll, like, yeah, whatever's facing the moon. Is, is facing the moon. So, so it would be London because it was nighttime. Yeah. Or no, they're on the moon. It's, not, it's always night on the moon. Um, <laughs> it's weird. So Finnegan and the doctor have an exchange. The slab comes in and catches the doctor. And you know that he's like just going to bait her into doing something. <laughs> and she definitely does something because she sucks up this doctor too. And Well, before this, and I'll tell you, I... I, I wrote down a lot of questions that were answered, but like the doctor runs from uh, Martha. Yeah, kisses like, her. I'll, yeah, and he's like kisses her, and I was like, "Why did that happen? Yeah, what just happened? In what world is it just like okay, this doesn't mean anything, but I'm going to do it anyway? Millions of years, and he kisses her passionately. Yeah. I might add, gets all away. up in her. Yeah, runs away, and then the Jatoon are going to scan well, her. Yeah, that. Well, this is where we f- figure out the reason he did it was the Jadoon, He ran away. Doctor ran away. Did June come up to her scanner? And they find non-human like particles on her mouth. So they, <laughs> she's human, but she's got non-human particles. So they don't kill her, but they take her custody. Yeah, it's like that old show MTV had, Room Raiders, where you just shine a black light <laughs> over her bed and you know what's on there because that's they they highlighted her mouth. Yeah, and then they say, "Well, we're gonna have to do a full scan," and then after that, they give her compensation. Right, they, they gave her like, like a credit chip or something, like a an Amazon gift card. I want to know what they what this full <laughs> scan involves because they they apparently space violated her. So we're back to the MRI room. That's where the doctor's getting sucked by Mrs. Finnegan. Yeah, Miss Finnegan <laughs> sucks him dry every time I say it. Um, and we we realize that he sucks him dry. Yeah, dry. yeah, and he's dead. Like he's he's just, dead. He, no he, pulse is uh, nothing. 
I wrote the doctor is dead five exclamation points. I was like, this, you know, it's not going to be the end of the episode because we have right. 15 minutes. Yeah. Left, this is but like, he's going to save the day. It's a bad false uh, ending because yeah. you're like, well, uh, what's going to happen for 15 minutes and 35 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so what into right. And as the Jadoon come in there, they scan Finnegan. Martha's there. Martha's telling one shock that this strange man who's already kissed her told her he's an alien and really gave her a fake name and told her she he was just a doctor is now dead. So she's definitely on board the bone zone for the doctor, doctor in my yeah, mind. Yeah, she's telling him no, no, no. He he is an alien, but she's a plasmavore or in, internal shapeshifter. Scanner, scanner, and then. But here's what I thought. I thought since he kissed her, he must have known the scanning technology. Yes. Since he kissed her, now he's going to be scanned and register as a human. Okay. And, but because uh, he, he scanned as dead. Well, yeah. He didn't scan as anything. But okay, it's true. But she now the old lady is going to scan as an alien, so she's yeah. back to being an. Alien. She thinks he's human. She yes. doesn't know that he's oh because a he, time lord. He played he Gallifrey. played it perfectly, saying that yeah. he was a, a mailman. He's got bunions. He's yeah, kind of yeah, like loopy. And she bought it like this plasmavore, stupid. Bought the whole thing, sucks him dry, and so she's now like, she's an alien. Yeah, she's she can get into uh, a drinking club because she's got the black X on her hand. She can go see Slayer, and right. th- she's like, I'm human. Look at my black X, and no, no. And he's like, No. Well, Freeman's like, Martha's like, scan her and get yeah. her, and they scan her again. And- yeah, give her some compensation because <laughs> she's an alien. And we find out that one, not only is she an alien, which we knew, but in giant red and yellow blinking letters, we see the words magnetic overload. Right. Because the MRI machine is going to blow up. Right. And we find out that... Also, the, the reason they're hunting her, and they are, it turns out they I are hunting her, it's because she... She killed a child princess. Right, okay. Who had blonde hair and curls. And green skin or something like that? Yeah. It was very, very... She kind of sexualized the... Yeah. She, and she deserved it with those... <laughs> curls and those batted eyes and, and the green skin and like, yeah it's, uh, it's kind of gross it's super gross coming out of an old lady especially <laughs> like i would expect that from like a creepy old man but this old lady is just full out i was actually hoping for a crossover with never ending story <laughs> with that childlike princess and as the tuna flying away boom falcor and bastion fly in and atreyu and the rock people and there's a war i think that's the, the fourth movie that's the next christmas special okay via my brain because that's the only <laughs> way i want that to happen somewhere in the doctor's universe falcor exists oh my god could you imagine nobody's <laughs> using the rights in never ending story they should bbc should just acquire it and say we're going to include falcor luck dragons all the way <laughs> it's super amazing for me but she kills the kid she gets vaporized right. by like four jatoon yeah, like yeah they kill her vapors. they kill her good yeah they're they yeah she's gone they use her death ray and then CPR comes in, and I'm pretty sure Martha, who's training to be a doctor, performs CPR incorrectly. Yeah, well... It's supposed to be 25 compressions, I believe. Don't test me on this, but I think it's like 25 to 30 compressions, mouth breathings, more compressions, mouth breathings again, and then... Well, she goes, oh, that's right, he has two hearts. Yeah, but she's only going one, two, three, four, five, mouth, 
One, two, three, four, five. And she on the just, other heart. It, she just wants to kiss him. Well, I was thinking, I was like, I thought she was going to use two hands. Just like, yeah. like one she, hand on one heart, one hand on another. And just yeah. like, she just wants to kiss him. Yeah. She just wants his mouth on her. Yeah. It's CPRs. Yeah. It's, or double CPR. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Certified protecting romance <laughs> because she just wants... She wants the doctor to kiss him. She gives her last breath very heroic. She's the yeah, hero. Okay, of the show. that's the timeline that's on this whole thing. We I don't know if we mentioned it. There's no the, air. The ticking clock is it, it, like a submarine drown or in, in the bottom of the ocean. Everybody's running out of air. There's absolutely no air. And I think every sci-fi show I've ever watched, at some point, everybody's running out of air. And, but, but Julia says, "No, it's okay. We have a couple of oxygen tanks that we yeah. can use." And doesn't share with anybody except for that old lady that's sucking up like the oxygen. Super old lady. Yeah, the one who would have been the first one to die. <laughs> Let's save her. There's no children on here. But we, you know, we get to that point. She gives up. Martha gives up her last breath, really solidifying that she's possibly our hero in this episode. Yeah, because sure. really, she vaporized the first slab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, she held up the jatoon. Yep. to make sure that the doctor's plans can do, come in. She saves the doctor. Spoiler alert, the doctor does come back after Martha gives up her yeah. last breath. And okay, th- well, Martha gives him CPRs. Um, incorrectly. Yeah, and probably incorrectly. Which we're I've no, learned on WebMD. We're no experts. Actually, I've taken a CPR like three or four. But I'm certified in CPR. And I'm certified. Aid. And obviously... You better hope nobody passes out in front of us. Yeah, because neither would, one of us know what we're doing. I'm just kissing you. I'm <laughs> just kissing you, making sure everyone's okay. But at this point, uh, the okay, they're running out of air. Yes, the Jatoon have already left. Right, they're, they're gone. The, yeah, the Jatoon are like whatever, man. We right. did our job. Yeah, our jurisdiction is gone. We're, so we're they done. didn't take the hospital back to Earth. It's still on the moon. Everybody's running out of air, and now. Um, the MRI machine still yeah. about to blow up, about to go critical. So the doctor has uh, doctors revive or revive. Now the doctor has to fix the MRI. Yeah, and he's he's kind of loopy because he has his moment. Like you see it in war movies, and I, I can most recognize it from The Walking Dead, where he's carrying Martha through the hospital ward. It's kind of like when Daryl carried Beth after Beth was killed. Um, Walking through spoilers, it. Yeah, yeah, seven <laughs> seasons back. Oh, you know, if you're not know. caught up, you know, <laughs> sorry, it's from 2013. <laughs> but she's carrying him through, and you're like, all right, now that this is kind of cliche. Like, yeah. Now he is he in love with? I'm like, it's is like he in love with the gentleman. Yeah, and this is somebody. I again, I've never seen. I thought I saw all of Tenet seasons. I did not see this one. Oh really? Because I don't remember FEMA at yeah, all. This her well, obviously, this yeah. is her first. And it's not. I I enjoyed this episode. It wasn't my favorite, but I, I liked it. Um, she he has his Daryl moment saving her, and then the Jadoon just reverse everything. Yeah, and it's time to party. And he's like, "Well, okay." They reverse everything. Air's back. It's back. It rains the right way. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. And when he's like, "Yes, it's raining." Yeah. Oh, Martha, it's, it's raining. raining down, not raining up. But like he had to, what was weird about the one scene about the MRI machine is. He's like staring at it and like banging on it like a caveman, and it's got these five like extension cords plugged yep, in. Just boop. And I have I wrote pull the f and plug. As I was watching it, I watched it today, and I was like, just disconnect the fucker. Like just there's a plug. You went by the plug. You've actually touched the plug six yeah. times now. Just pull yeah. the f and Dis- plug. Yeah, disconnect the plug. 
It's the easiest thing. Like I know it's a trope, not the pull the plug. Yeah, but you but, have to. But pull the it's it's sitting there. It's orange. It's in front of you. Just but pull you're, the plug. But you're in a hospital. You never pull the plug unless you have no. uh, a living will. Well, at this point, yeah. <laughs> you know, they pull the plug. Somebody three like three floors down dies. Yeah, that MRI machine did not have a DNR, <laughs> so they can't pull the plug. So, but I, that was like that was a hang up for me. But uh, so, do you think that J- Jatoon were a little more humanized and are like we can't? we can't let these people die we have to reverse everything or do you think that's just I get, no i, I they think, just leave and it, everything goes back to normal yeah i think they have a mission yeah and they're like because they they just they're not mindless drones but they kind of act logical and say this is it i would absolutely love a spinoff of just jadoon <laughs> like a jadoon like like jadoon force like, like the expendables jadoon either that or like an intergalactic show like cops yeah, where they're uh, just just pulling over rogue spaceships. Jadoon cops live. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna contact Stephen Moffat because I think we have something here. We're writing British comedy, <laughs> comedy gold. It'd be amazing. Um, we, oh, we could get everybody that's, that's huge in Britain that's alive, or nobody yeah. since you got to dress them like a rhino. Oh no, I want them to pull. <laughs> like I want them to pull over Harry Potter. You know, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, right, yeah. Um, let's see, Jack the Ripper gets pulled over. Like, I want just all historical lore. Just Dr. Jekyll's getting pulled over. That'd be amazing. Oh, I swear that's not meth in, my, in the back of my ship. Oh, man. But we they go back to, the, back to London. Um, I think what they did was, to get back on that point, is they took the, the hospital to the moon just so they could um, just make sure that they... Uh, sequester like yeah and and make sure that there's not going to be anybody new or you know or anybody gets out yeah nobody gets in the way yeah and also they're not noticed right because who knows they have cool tech they could have them uh men in black tech and they could just wipe your brain right and say oh you were drugged see ya so they're back to earth and now it's time to party we're going I, i'm gonna call him, i'm gonna go call him, to a party i'm gonna call him reggie they go to <laughs> the i'm pretty sure that might have been his name uh I feel like you might be being racist. I don't know. I think his name's like, in real life, I think his name's like Reggie Yates. Oh, is it? I think so. So uh, they go to Reggie's birthday party, um, and then we, who do we see again? Annalise. Ruining the party. You bring the skank to the party, she's obviously going to ruin it. Well, this is where she went from dad's um, trophy wife or trophy girlfriend or whatever to a skank. And homewrecker. Yeah. Because she was like, what do you want me to expect that... You come in here and... You bring like, the, the girl that, you know, you stole, broke up our marriage or whatever. Yeah, and Martha saw, apparently saw all this, and we're back to prying into their, their She's romance. She's at this party having drinks like she didn't get just get con- like kidnapped by yeah. giant rhinos. Like everything's okay. Yeah. Like, it, okay, well, you know... That was weird, but nothing's weird in my family. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Martha's brother's name is Leo Yates, uh, Leo okay. Jones, and his real name is Reggie Yates. Oh, you did say Reggie. I was right. <laughs> but so Annalise goes away. I was being racist. Um, <laughs> the uh, Mr. Jones is saying, "I'm going to put my foot down," and she's gone. So, do you think they got back together, the Joneses? Yeah. No. 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 I think he chased after the white girl. This one should have been called Keeping Up with the Joneses because you had to make sure that everything is intact as far as... uh, I think he chased her down and gave her money. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll buy you some Michael Kors, uh, Burberry. The sister, uh, Gugu. Tish. Yeah, Tish Jones. Tish Jones. She yells at her like, why are you even talking to her? She gave him a 79 cent thing of soap or like the brother got a bar of soap for a... Yeah, well, she 
Oh, rough. <laughs> um, so we go back to the doctor. The doctor wants Martha as the companion, shows, them, shows her the TARDIS, explains everything that she's a time lord. I can travel through time. I want to go on missions with you. Right. Let's go. She's like, oh, I really don't want to. I have exams. I would have gave up everything to yeah, go with this dude in weird, cool like, suit and chucks. And then he to prove it to her, here's how we circle back, to prove that he can travel in time, he goes back, takes his tie off, and shows it the same tie that... Yep. So, Okay, what we should say is... Which isn't believable at all, because he could have just had a tie in his TARDIS and been like, right. see, ha But what we do see, like, this is the same tie that he was wearing when he bumped into her on the street. Yeah, about a minute and a half into the show. Right, but that... That right, what it's telling us is that's not the same doctor that was in the hospital. Because yeah. the doctor that was in the hospital had been there for a couple yeah, three, days. Three days, I believe. So at that point, there was two doctors on the planet. Yeah, and how does or that happen? The doctor was there because he owns a TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the answer to a lot of questions. Yeah. He owns a TARDIS. I should know by now. Three episodes, <laughs> three episodes of Doctor Who in, I should absolutely know. And Martha, at this point, says, oh, I'm only into humans. Right. Very specious. Oh, yeah. She does say it's, uh, so you th- like, she goes on a little monologue about, uh, you think you could just go over here and, you know, show me your TARDIS yeah. and take me on a date, but. Well, one, you've already kissed multiple yeah. times, whether it's poor CPR or that passionate <laughs> kiss in the hospital. I'm totally. DNA transfer yeah. that they called a kiss. I am ending this with, she is into the doctor. Yeah, and it would have been some really good forward thinking on the part of um, who wrote this, Charlie Palmer uh, or Russell T. Davis. If at the end you flash to an undisclosed city, but we all know it's Gotham, (laughs) and two superheroes, Batman and Superman, are becoming friends over their love for Martha, (laughs) and then credits. But that doesn't happen. That only happens in my. Don't say that because that's. I mean, that's the next. That's a Hanukkah that special. That is the worst uh, uh, plot device that we've ever ran into on any type of movie, TV show, or anything. Well, when so. I figured out her name was Martha, I thought this episode <laughs> was going to blow. Um, but that didn't happen. It only happened. I, I think it did blow. It wasn't my favorite. It absolutely. In wasn't my opinion, my, it, my least favorite of the Tenet series. Yeah. Well, my least favorite of Doctor Who so far. Okay. Because we haven't got to Eccleston yet. I liked Eccleston. Yeah, I didn't. I, li- I, I like Eccleston. I can't remember if I liked his I don't, rem- I don't even remember what he looks like besides an epic-looking elf in Thor yeah. with an awesome braided ponytail. Yeah. he was. That was such a cool character. But... We should, co- we should cover that movie next. I'll go <laughs> crazy in that. That's a ton of space travel. He... Uh, this is supposed to introduce a new companion, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a bad introduction. Yeah, there weren't that. balloons. There was just like, it was just like, get in. Yeah. I got candy. Yeah. Like, here's my tie. Get in. We'll, we'll do our thing. Yeah. It, it, I, I just didn't like, and all the background characters suck. Yeah. The story was okay. And we and the rhinos were awesome. Yeah. It, or it, the Jadoon yeah. was pretty cool. Especially when the last episode of Doctor Who that we watched was probably my favorite discussion that we had. Yeah, it was Because deep. it, it, it was, generated a lot of... Um, you know topics and points for us and if you haven't watched that or listened to it or watched the episode it's vincent and the doctor um from matt smith's series go back and listen to mission number six because that was a great episode but this really we're just breaking down how much we hated characters 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it comes down to like, well, you got these three. And like I told you before we started, she's been in two of my fa- all-time favorite. One's Blink and one's uh, Gridlock. Yeah. And it's just because it's in this season. I don't know if she made such a different, like if you could plug anybody else. You probably could plug any other companion yeah. in there and in, or not even have it. Or be in there as a companion. Right. It, it, these episodes are really, really good. Although and, I wouldn't kiss... Tenant in this. Well, well, depends on how much they're paying. Gridlock was it? I don't think Gridlock is like as well known as Blink, but Blink is the one with the. I don't know if you ever heard of the. Uh, it's in this season. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay, Blink, but you, these come back. It's the angels that when you turn your back on. Oh, the weeping angels. Yeah, they're it's, sick. It's where they they are. These are they're introduced in this season. See, I I love them, and I've seen yeah. really. The weeping epic. angels are probably one like a lot besides like the Daleks. Yeah. And the Cybermen, I think the weeping the weeping angels are based on kind the, of like horror. Yeah, they're, design they're, only. That's my favorite one yeah. because uh, I saw. Th- tons of cosplays and they're awesome yeah and they're, they, really they cool. have like a real real horror feel too so is that where the phrase don't blink comes from yeah okay it's from that episode yeah yeah well okay. no don't when amy pond uses it in a christmas episode okay and then but it came from that's when blink. it took off yeah okay and that blinks in this season and gridlock is it like i think it's like 500 years in the future in new york city okay everybody lives underground and it's just like to go anywhere, you're just in a constant traffic jam. And people have been in this traffic jam for a hundred years. Sounds like short traffic. So it, it, it's a it's a great episode. And I, I, whenever I see it, it's like it's not as well known as Blink. And there's no bad guys in it really. I mean, there is, but traffic traffic is the true traffic enemy. is the bad guy. Yeah. That is the true enemy. And maybe that will be mission number eight, and we'll find <laughs> out. I made I have to go back and and uh, I guess. Uh, I made a mistake and said we we're going to talk about the Orville this uh, following week. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not. That's going to be mission number nine. Mission number eight is going to be the following show as we go right into the Wheel of Galaxies. And we are on Doctor Who, David Tennant again. Are you serious? <laughs> Look, check out the wheel. Oh, my God. So, Doctor Who, David Tennant. Okay, well, I won't even. Uh, maybe it, I'm already there. Maybe it's gridlocked. Mm. Season three. Oh, this. So, so we might be back into our our realm of this. Man, we're definitely getting more of uh, Martha. <laughs> Episode number five. Evolution of the Daleks. All right. Oh, so that should be yeah, a that's really a big one. That that's should a, be a great one. Cool. So we are on Doctor Who, David Tennant, once again, back to back to back Doctor Who's. Okay. I want to make a rule. I'm, I'm, I'm changing the rules that we have. Maybe we don't allow more than plus three okay. of the like Fact. same. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, we have seventeen Star Star Trek series, <laughs> so we, we it would. All right. So our next episode would be Futurama episode number one. Now, so uh, Doctor Who season number three, same season that we just co- uh, covered with episode number one, but we're moving to episode number five, and it's the evolution of the Daleks. Yeah. So make sure you watch that before we get to our next step, our next mission. Make sure you watch this episode. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias, like Twitter at the Grays T H E G R Y S. I think this is the last time I'm going to spell it. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Galaxy Wars Podcast. We are on Apple Podcast at the Galaxy Wars Podcast and SoundCloud the Galaxy Wars Podcast. And while you're not listening to this every Wednesday, subscribe to the Active Geek Podcast as plugged before so you can hear all your geek stuff. We're going to do Star Trek Discovery, all this fun sci-fi stuff in that as well. And make sure you go over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, 
five stars preferably and if the next three episodes if you give us a rating we'll give you a shout out just like uh, i was immortalized in a podcast but (laughs) our first review came from charlie the sci-fi guy and thanks chuck we really appreciate it all right we'll see you next time bye see you